0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Hey, welcome to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the U.S. Today Sports Media Group. Joining me uh, right now, Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. That's right, we mixed up the intro. I hope that messed with somebody. Like I hope somebody listens and just kind of has you know because it, podcast intros are typically the same when you just have the cadence and the, I hope that like threw someone off. Someone just like tripped on the treadmill. No, oh, Chris no, is no, I'm in not the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny Heifetz from the Ringer. He, he covers the Ringer, uh, covers the NFL for the Ringer. He is uh, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show now, Ringer Fantasy Draft Show. Uh, on the record podcast network really entertaining dude and i very much enjoyed the conversation we had with him
2: this was super funny like just a really funny conversation because i think danny brings not only perspective of like you know someone who covers the entire league um but just like the references like we allude to it a few times i have them all written down here just like he's (laughs) he's like a reference monster Mm -hmm. talking about movies and and different things like that like it was uh it was it was fun it was a fun conversation especially for this time of year when things are a little slow so i think he he gave really good perspective on where the 49ers stand and what he thinks of kyle shanahan and trey lance and brock purdy and all that
1: it was really funny because the people in my and again my scope of people i speak to that are 49ers fans is like less than a percent of a percent of all the 49ers fans in the world Mm -hmm. but most people I talk to about Brock Purdy don't have a super strong take. It's like, yeah, it's probably the starter. We'll see. You know, some guys, some people really want Trey Lance. Some people are like, yeah, bring Jimmy back. You know, what, whatever. Danny has heavy Brock Purdy opinions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: well, apparently he gets like he gets the the backlash from Niners fans who feel very passionately about Brock Purdy. But I, I think it might be one of those things where it's like. You know, Twitter is not always or generally often not an accurate depiction of like how a fan base feels. Yeah. We don't want to we don't want to conflate like some people being like obsessed with Brock Purdy to like the entire Niners fan base, because I think like most of my most people I know who are Niners fans just want stability. They're like, I'm they're kind of like just like exhausted by the constant like what's the quarterback situation going to look like conversation which right. we have to have and it's fascinating and it's and you know we do this to make content and like that's obviously the the main topic of discussion seemingly every offseason but it's like that's they're always like god like can they find can they just find somebody and like have everything be okay for like four or five years at a time like stability <laughs> you know i i feel like that's that's what i think most 49ers fans that i know are looking for
1: yeah and it's like would Brock Purdy be good on the Cowboys or as good on the Cowboys? Probably not, but that also doesn't matter right. because he's not. So <laughs> the the interesting thing will be, the interesting thing with Brock Purdy will be, also we're sponsored by Cooper's Brewing. I don't want to forget to do that. Cooper's Brewing, cooperagebrewing.com. Visit the brewery in Santa Rosa or you can order online if you're in California and over the age of 21, they'll deliver a case of beer right to your door. Go do that right now cooperagebrewing.com. So the the interesting thing with Brock as it pertains to what does he do for the offense is if, let's say he's the starter for next three years. Let's just hypothetically go there. And they lose in the divisional round, make a Super Bowl and lose, and lose in the NFC Championship game again. I could just... Did the Niners... Pay big money, and say so like this is the guy. Or do they look at it and go, and eh, we're about where we were with Jimmy when we made this big trade up for a quarterback."
2: Let's go draft a guy in the third round and see what we can do.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, I, I honestly, I think that's what they're going to start doing: is just drafting a guy every year. Oh man, maybe not. Maybe not every year. I don't know, but they're definitely picking a quarterback this year, right?
2: I don't know. I, I honestly i have no idea i mean sure maybe maybe instead of like just, going to get maybe instead of going to get matt ryan or andy dalton or somebody like that they're like no nah, we'll just draft a guy in the third or fourth round and and do it that way one of their companies. like that wouldn't be crazy i don't think but they do i'm need... only
1: on i'm only on round two of my big board and grinding the all 22
2: sure sure so sure, I'll, sure i'll let
1: you know about round three soon
2: yeah um, let's get to Danny's super fun conversation and, uh, just <laughs> a, really, Buckle up. A, a really funny guy, <laughs> a really funny guy. Yeah. Hope you're well-versed in, uh, in movies because, uh, that, that plays a role in this conversation.
1: <laughs> Pause the pod, go watch my cousin Vinny and then come back. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the combo. Here's Danny. Hattons.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. you need indeed.
1: All right, Danny Hyfitz is here. Um, maybe the Ringer's number one Brock Purdy fan. Also, wait, I'm uh, so, I'm
3: sorry, I'm screwing up your whole thing. Do you want me to record on my end, or you just like the audio that got my computer? No, we're record? we're just no, recording we
1: got, this. We got okay, you, cool. man. Just one, yeah, yeah no, rock sure. on. We're gonna leave that in. We're leaving that in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do it. Sorry, all right, we're Leaving on. it in.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you are the Ringer's number one Brock Purdy fan. I believe you were named that. Um, congrats. Uh, what is it about Brock Purdy that made you fall in love with him?
3: I think he's like the defining cult leader of the 21st century, <laughs> and I just kind of respect that you know he's amassed so much power. It's kind of reminds me of how Charles Manson still has people who visit him in prison these days. You know, you think that sure. the power wanes, but Brock Purdy, like really his comp, people are like, Is he young, brain? I'm like, I think he's really like a young Jim Jones, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> incredible because I think. Right now, if I asked – I have asked 49ers fans, would you rather have Brock Purdy or Tom Brady? They're, like, insulted that I ask. It's like, (laughs) of course they'd rather have Brock Purdy. Would you rather have Brock Purdy or Joe Burrow? They're like, well, I guess we'd have Burrow. It's like, in your minds, this is already the greatest quarterback of all time. He has not done anything. And now this ligament injury, it's like he he was going to basically beat Tom Brady or Joe Montana again. Well, now it's like, ugh. Fine. I guess we'll keep Trey Lance, the second pick or the third pick in the draft. Fine. We have to keep him <laughs> on the roster. Now. What has he done to you?
2: To Trey Lance?
3: No. What has Brock Purdy done oh. to your minds? Are you
2: oh, people
1: okay? Oh. I, a lot well, of Kool-Aid.
2: I, I'd like to think we've been pretty level-headed on the whole Brock Purdy thing. Like, I, I've sort of maintained that there's there's a possibility of, like, 2017 Case Keenum potential. Remember, like, he was sort of the, the third stringer with the Vikings. And then they went on that run and they had the, the Minnesota miracle. Like I am I'm, I'm so in what, on you what, need an actual
3: intervention of God to win a playoff game. That's what you mean? <laughs> like,
2: No, I, yeah. I just think like the, obviously what separates the good quarterbacks from, from the mediocre ones are guys who can play at high levels year in and year out. Right. And so we've seen Brock Purdy, excel in a small sample size, but we've also seen a lot of quarterbacks excel in a small sample size and even make playoff runs. And then not quite be that same guy throughout the rest of their careers. And obviously this elbow thing is a big wrench in it, but I'm curious as like somebody who follows the league as a whole, uh, like you do, like where you feel like Brock Purdy potentially could be going long-term because we're alluding to it. Like Niners fans probably don't want Tom Brady right now because Brady is, is super old and, and hasn't played all that well, retired quote unquote. But like, do you think Brock he, played Purdy... he led the league in
3: passing yards like one season removed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 365 yeah. days ago, he led the NFL in passing yards. But that's yes, that's,
2: that's true. But so I, I'm like, do you are you all in on Brock Purdy as like somebody who's going to be, I don't know, a top 10, 12 quarterback, like somebody who's going to be making 40, 50 million dollars in three or four years?
3: I think it's already there, right? I think Mahomes is one. Brock Purdy's probably two. Um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts one day, maybe he'll he'll be the dual threat guy that Brock Purdy is. I don't know. No, I'm all serious. like I, I'm not saying Brock Purdy sucks. I'm I, right. I, 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 I mean, he probably does, but I, I I'm not trying to diminish. He literally I know he didn't lose a game in any game where he tore his, his ligament. I just feel like a um, Mugatu and uh, Zoolander like taking crazy pills. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, it's all the same. Look, all the backup Shanahan quarterbacks, they're all the same guy. It's like, they're all blue steel. It's like, this guy made Matt Ryan an MVP. Do you think Matt Ryan's going to win an MVP with anyone other than Kyle Shanahan? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at this, like Nick Mullins. You know, Nick Mullins has like the most passing yards through his first career 16 games of any quarterback ever. The other guys on the list for like Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Tony Roman, Kurt Warner. In other words, like... The most out of nowhere greatest quarterbacks ever, and then also Andrew Luck, one of the greatest prospects ever, and Nick Fucking Mullins. Sorry, can I curse on this? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you
1: definitely okay. can.
3: Okay, and then Nick Mullins is on the list. Was it Nick Mullins or was it Kyle Shannon? Did Brock running go seven and zero, or is it like the Kyle Shannon plug a remote Xbox controller into his brain? And it's like, like at some point, it's a compliment. Like I'm, tr- I'm not trying to take credit away from the 49ers. I am trying to reallocate the credit. For this team, away from Mr. Irrelevant, who, good job doing your job. He's replaceable. That's my point. The irreplaceable part is Kyle Shanahan, who is the new mm. Bill Walsh. He's Bill Walsh again. That's, Brock Purdy's not Joe Montana. Kyle Shanahan's Bill Walsh. You have Christian McCaffrey. You have Debo. You have Brandon Ayuk. You have Trent Witt. Like, these are the irreplaceable
1: people. Not right. Brock
3: Party. That's all. I'm saying that the rest of your team's great. He's not.
1: So I'm going to, I want to push back a little bit because I, I agree with you in, in with a lot of that, but the difference is Brock Purdy didn't turn it over at the rate that Nick Mullins did. He created plays out of structure in ways that Jimmy Garoppolo, did. Jimmy started doing it more before he got hurt, but it was something that Purdy like really excelled at. And I think it's less about like, wow, Brock Purdy is a top five guy. Look at him. This is the second coming. And more like, oh, this was Mr. Irrelevant. And he might just be the guy because their offensive efficiency was it was about the same. But they started scoring way more points. Um, I mentioned the out of structure stuff. It just, it looked so much different than it ever had with anybody else. that it was kind of like, oh, this is now Kyle Shanahan's guy. I don't think there's any illusions, delusions, illusions to both. That, I would argue delusions. Okay. I don't think there's any delusions. <laughs> I would argue <laughs> there that, are. That he's a, like, anybody anybody that's like, eh, him or Burrell, eh, that's insane. Like, that's obviously nuts. But if you're looking at next year and you're looking at their best chance to win a Super Bowl, like, Brock Purdy is the guy available right now that gives him the best chance to do that, right?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, but that says more about the options. I guess what I'm saying, and I don't mean to just come on here and just well, I guess I do, but I'm just I guess I'm just the villain and be like, no, oh, it's totally what sucks. <laughs> what I'm saying is that what Kyle Shannon's built, do you guys do Formula One at all? I'm not a huge fan, but you Formula yeah, One to yeah, follow. Yeah. yeah, I do. I'll take no. the silence from Kyle. But go on. Out. Okay. Yeah, well, no. it's not complicated. It's Mercedes and Ferrari are good. And Red Bull's good. Like, they have good cars. And you throw a bunch of money. And, like, you know, the cars go very fast. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo is a very mediocre quarterback who gets to drive a very fast car. Guess what? Jimmy, kind of a, tar- kind of a bad driver. And, like, he still did a really good job. You know why? The car is incredible. The car is unreal. This other guy drives it even better than Jimmy. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's a great driver. It's the car. It's a Ferrari. (laughs) It goes really fast, way faster. And that's the point. Like, like Rock Purdy can drive the Ferrari faster because the other teams are like Subarus and Mazdas. And there's like one, maybe the Cowboys at their best are like a, a used Audi and they're a Ferrari. And it's like, That doesn't mean the person driving the Ferrari should make a lot of money. It means that almost anyone could do this. And look what happens when someone just follows goddamn Kyle's instructions and actually has (laughs) the ability to learn to not throw picks on the cover one route. Anyway, so about the thing, I'm like, no, this stresses you out. (laughs) I just I don't want you to get Kool-Aid by this guy. I don't know what he's done to you. Anyway. (laughs) Um, I don't remember what your question was. No, he should have been paid $40 million a year. I, I, I think anyone could replace him, basically. But he's making well, seventh round money. He's making nothing. So you sure right. keep him, But you're in this weird position. Dude, I have a question for you guys. Sure. Because I, I asked a bar owner in Phoenix. This we'll one. ask the questions. Well, well I'm, I'm hijacking this. I asked the bar owner in Phoenix. Uh, 40, he had a 49ers cap on. We were talking. I was like, what do you think of Trey Lance? And he's like, dude, fuck Trey Lance. Oh, my God. And I was like... All right. So, like, how do you guys feel about Trey Lance? Because that's honestly the vibe I'm getting from more than just that guy. So We're,
1: I, I don't want to. You go ahead, Chris.
2: Okay. So I, I feel like I've been one of the most optimistic people when it comes to Trey Lance that, that's been out there. Uh, in large part, like his first training camp, there was about a week and a half where he was significantly outplaying Jimmy Garoppolo. But that was before pads came on. Right. Like Trey Lance was just clearly more dynamic uh athletic much better arm he's making plays where he's like rolling left and then hitting guys 50 yards down the field um and I was I was in I thought Trey Lance should have started as as a rookie and and Kyle and I did some Mm. shows and interviewed some people where where it was like yeah no Trey Lance is more advanced than people realize he just needs reps so I was all in on the idea of Trey Lance starting early and I'm still I wouldn't say I'm as all in as I was then because they're you know, there there were some things that were a little troublesome, like, you know, the season arm fatigue stuff wasn't great. The fact that he had a knee injury, the fact that like Kyle Shanahan doesn't really trust him to run such a pass heavy offense. Like, I know you want to utilize his skill set, but it's telling to me that Kyle Shanahan feels like Trey Lance's legs are like a asset you need to have in the offense because he can't run the same type of offense as Brock Purdy, where he's like, making all the reads and all the throws and everything like that. So I well, think I, that's yet. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree yes. with right. like yet. Um, so I'm, I'm still optimistic about Trey Lance. And I think honestly, like the 49ers are probably in a pretty good spot to your point that like, you know, Kyle Shanahan is still there. And even if they don't have Brock Purdy, they still have a guy who was talented enough to be taken third overall in that draft. The problem is, is there's really no precedent for a guy coming in and being successful who's played so little football that Trey Lance has played. Right. And so when you look at Trey Lance, he's very different from sort of the archetypical Kyle Shanahan quarterback. Like the guy like Kyle Shanahan, ideally the reason why there was so much discussion about Mac Jones is like, it goes back to Kirk cousins where Kyle Shanahan admittedly said, yeah, we probably avoided quarterbacks in the 2017 draft, i.e. Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, because they were planning on making a push for Kirk Cousins, who shares an agent with Kyle Shanahan, obviously. Right. I, so, so wild. And that's sort no, of I get what, it. the Giants passed on Justin Herbert to keep Daniel Jones. Like, I right, get it. I right, understand. Right, right. So, so Kyle Shanahan basically wanted a quarterback. He can sort of mind meld and just run the offense. He wants it to be run. And I think that's what he found in Brock Purdy. And we saw the most successful version of that over this last stretch of the season with Purdy, that quarterback, like there hadn't been a better run of quarterback play from the 49ers during Shanahan's tenure, I would argue. Like even going back to when Jimmy Garoppolo first came in 2017 and they went 5-0 and after starting 0-10, right? So, you know, I-, I think like when it comes to Trey Lance, he could cert if he gets reps, he could be a passable quarterback given all the weapons. And given that we've seen relatively limited quarterbacks like play well for Kyle Shanahan, I just don't know if Trey Lance like. I, first of all, I don't think he's that dynamic of a runner, and I don't think he I knows mean, how to.
3: that came out. That, that report came out last week or something, didn't that? Shanahan was underwhelmed by his athleticism,
2: which is yeah. kind of crazy, which is kind of crazy, like that Shanahan ran him as much as he did. Right, like, and Trey Lance six quarters that he played. Yeah, like Trey <laughs> Lance never. Even going back to his rookie year, though. Yeah, like his, his first start, he well, had six. Well, he 16 hurt his runs. finger,
3: right, and he couldn't even throw the ball. Like that. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess.
2: But I, I'm pro Trey Lance generally. I'm I just I have am... more questions now than I did when when he was a rookie because of the injury stuff. Because Kyle Shanahan clearly doesn't trust him to run a you know quote unquote sophisticated offense like he
1: does Brock Purdy. So I have, I have two things on this. One, I, I've said on this podcast that despite what Brock Purdy did this year, um, developing Trey Lance is still priority number one for the Niners. And I especially thought that watching the Super Bowl, where it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Jalen Hurts. Not that their skill sets are the same, but it's that athleticism, that ability to scramble, uh, the big arm, uh, pushing the ball down the field. And it's like, man, I think of the Niners getting in a shootout with Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, and that's where it's like, is Brock pretty going to do that? Like, i I'm maybe, but a fully developed Trey Lance, I think, definitely could. What What do you think about Trey Lance, Danny? What
3: do I think about Trey Lance? I, what I, the only thing I think about him now is I think about Mike Mike Renner at Pro Football Focus had this stat last week that Tom Brady, if you include the playoffs. Through more passes this season than Trey Lance has in the NFL, college, and high school combined. <laughs> wow. Jesus. So um, that's bad. It's not and great. And honestly, I think that the Niners are the weirdest team in football, maybe the entire league, in that you're in the best position of any team and you're in the worst because your roster, 2 through 53, is out of control good. And your quarterback situation, you have a cult leader – as you're like one quarterback, you have the number three overall pick that everyone knows you probably shouldn't have traded up for. And you did. And it's like, well, it's a sunk cost. All right. I get that. But like everyone's kind of like, yeah, it's a sunk cost. Shanahan, they seem to have traded up for either Mac Jones or like they don't know. And it seems cle- increasingly clear that they kind of didn't know who they wanted at three between Mac Jones or Lance. And they kind of waffled like it was they, a fancy they, admitted, pick.
2: they admitted as much. They're like, we're not sure, but we just want to be able to make that choice.
3: They don't know. And so now you've got Lance, and here's the deal. Like, literally, the deal with Trey Lance, the whole point of having the rookie – like, the Eagles just did with Jalen Hurts. How much money did Jalen Hurts make this year? Like, a million dollars? Jalen Hurts is, like, I I believe, the 1,000th highest-paid player this season. Like, the 1,000 – like, freaking Cam Akers made more money than Jalen Hurts. Like Jesus. This year, Cam Akers tried to quit football. He made more money than Jalen Hurts. So your window with Trey Lance – is the four years, and then you get a fifth year option, that's more expensive with the four year window. So he's draft 20, 2020, right? Sorry, turn 21. Mm-hmm. 2021's a wash. 2022, six quarters, four of which were in the rain. So now he's going to come back, and now he's rehabbing and getting physically healthy. While again, literally just it's a proof of concept season. Like his third year in the league is to test proof of concept is can you play in the NFL literally and learn these things just to see if you could compete in year four, your roster can win. Now your roster is, I think this is not a good thing. It's like a relationship. Life is about timing. Sometimes you have the right person and the timing's wrong. The timing is all wrong. You're ready, like the Niners are ready to get married, have a house, get children. Like, like it's my cousin Vinny, My biological clock is ticking like this. Trey Lance just got out of college. Literally, he's played freaking six starts basically since college of real NFL football or six quarters. I mean, because twenty twenty one doesn't count to me. And <laughs> I, this is a disaster, honestly. And the, the, I don't know if the Titans, you know, um, you know, the GM that they hired from you guys trade for Lance, but I, I, if I'm you, I, I feel like you guys need some kind of parachute. Honestly, you need Dorsey because Brock, I don't think, I, I don't know. Brock Purdy off of UCLA, UCLA <laughs> Trey lands with his like 401st pass in seven years. I, none of them are good.
2: But at the yeah, same they just- time, they have Kyle Shanahan, which you mentioned, like you can get Nick Mullins to play at one of the highest levels. And in- like, that's, yeah, that's ultimately he- the conundrum. Like the Niners are great for content because like you said, they're the best team, but also the worst team. Like, they're great for content because they're good and relevant, but also we have no idea like what the quarterback situation is going to look like. Like, I feel like I have no, there's never any stability and we have net. We never have any idea of like what this thing's going to look like year in and year out to rock and good time.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, I I, I know I, I'm sorry. You guys probably are going to hate me and never have me back after I say this,
2: but no, honestly. So you've, you've, I've, I've, I've written all these great. down. I pulled out my notebook, Charles Manson, Zoolander, Bill Walsh, F, F1, and my cousin Vinny. Like, we've never had a guest come in on such a heater with so many references. So, shouts Great. to you. We appreciate it.
3: Throwing fastballs. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I I, uh, I just hope you guys get the help that you need. <laughs> I just know that I'm always here. You can call me. You can text me. Like, this guy doesn't have to run your life. And I affirm, you know, your truth And I would like you guys to live your life. But I also would like you to remember that, you know, you – deserve um a healthy healthy relationship
2: with your, your quarterback that's <laughs> what, were, what were you gonna so, say we were gonna hate you for something i feel like it wasn't that
3: do you realize the pick you traded up for trey lance was micah parsons right like that's oh, what yeah, actually in that slot and like i'm just saying like at some point can you imagine if you had brock purdy and just you just had micah parsons and nick bosa like i know yeah, that's, that's really hindsight so, but that's the point
1: yeah. so that's where that's where i think it's kind of interesting because. I think the process was right. And I just actually wrote about this, but I think the process was right because the Niners were coming out of 2020. Where they went, what they go in 2020, eight and eight, seven and nine? Six and 10, I think. And And that was your injury, plague,
3: disaster year because you went to MetLife for two weeks in a row and you never came back out. Yeah, Yeah.
1: right. Bosa got hurt. Jimmy got hurt. And Jimmy tried to come back too early and got hurt again. It was bad. That was the
3: canary in the coal mine for these turf fields, like, need to go. That was the first time I heard, like, a whole team be like, you just ruined our season.
1: Yeah, it was really bad. So, So they go in and do that. And. They went, Jimmy can't stay healthy. Well, can't sit at 12 and wait for a quarterback. So you got to go take a big swing. And I think that's the right process because they ultimately traded to move up from 12 to three. They wound up trading picks number 29 and 28 in future drafts. And it's like, okay, they've gone to the NFC Championship game twice since making those moves. And granted, it's kind of weird, but it's like all of the process behind that is. is good they just didn't pick a player that like you said it it might be mr right just not mr right now because Trey just needs to play but the warriors ran into this with james wiseman i don't know how closely you follow the nba but the warriors picked james wiseman number two overall and he played three college games or something like Mm -hmm. that and he was in a spot where it's like dude he just needs to play but also he stinks Mm-hmm. But he might not stink if he plays more, but if he plays more, they're not gonna win. And they're just throwing a year of Steph Curry's prime away. So mm-hmm. like I think that's where the Niners are with Trey Lance, where it's like, okay, the talents there. him for nothing.
3: Like they just could you get maybe get four second round picks in 2030 for um, <laughs> right.
1: right. That that's 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 just kind of it. Like, what do you that's and so like joking aside with with Brock Purdy, it's it's clear that they're they're gonna go in. To this season with Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and generic veteran A, Matt Ryan. Whether that's Matt Ryan or it's probably going to be Matt Ryan or like Case Keenum or Chase Daniel or whoever the whoever the hell it is. And when you look at that, it's like man, Brock Purdy is probably given what given the seven game sample size we have, Brock Purdy is their best option going into next year. But, you know, it's funny, and I mean that when
3: I'm like Shanahan is um, the next Bill Walsh. It's certainly true in terms of his offense being the next wave that takes over the league. But Bill Walsh was also the person who really established that nobody knows how to pick quarterback. Like no one can do it. And I believe um, I forget if it was uh, trading. I forget which quarterback it was. It was Joe Montana, or Steve young. He asked his entire staff, what do we want to do about this? And they basically, I think they said no Steve young. And he was like, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And he traded, And he got Steve young anyway. Like, but yeah, and I think that it's so funny to me that Shanahan. It's it's kind of like you have things. There's left brain, right brain, or there's two parts to you, whatever it is. But don't you tell yourself you're going to do things all the time? Like part of you, but you go to the supermarket and buy a bunch of vegetables and tell yourself you can eat healthy, and then it rots and you throw it in the garbage and you don't eat it, and then you just do it again. And it's (laughs) like I like these things make sense in a vacuum of like. Drafting Trey Lance made sense. Like you know, we got Jimmy G. He's a good guy right now. He's developed. You can't trust him, so let's take Lance. We'll develop him, blah blah blah. That makes sense. Except that Kyle's a control freak, and the, like the second that Lance does anything wrong, he's not ready to put him out there. It only makes sense sense to do with Lance if you're going to develop him, and they're not able to develop him. He gets hurt. That makes it worse. But uh, it's draft and develop, and it's obvious based on what the Niners have done on offense that Kyle's input in the draft. Who was the running back that he like pounded the table for? Joe Williams, never played it down. It's it's Kyle's way or the highway. Yeah. But that's a pretty, that's the thing with geniuses, right? Creative geniuses. It's like attention, obsession with detail. And if you can't do it my way, like you're done. I think that's a staple of the way this offense works. The flip side is I think what makes Kyle Shannon the best play caller of his generation, like bar none, is also what makes him. Tortured in finding offensive personnel and quarterback. Like it's this. It's not like different. Th- it's the same thing. I, I. 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 It's kind of like a. He, I think it's a tortured genius problem. He has a
2: quarterback.
1: Have you seen? Have you seen the video? And I. that That's. I. I think you're. I get what you're saying, and I. And I don't disagree. Did you see the video that came out from the Super Bowl of the touchdown to Sky Moore? And Mahomes comes yeah. off the field and he's mic'd up and the coach is like, they were lined up wrong. You were lined <laughs> up wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you see Kadarius Tony, Danny's favorite player, point to the other side of the formation, like, "Hey, have him do it. So Mahomes puts Sky Moore in motion. That would never happen with the 49ers because Shanahan would not have Sky Moore on the field or Kadarius Tony on the field. Bingo. They weren't going to line up right. And that, like, that improvisation. And that's what Danny Gray... Guy of the Niners took in the third round this year. Uh, super fast receiver out of SMU. Is a player we talked about quite a bit after the draft, like, oh, wow, this guy's going to be a field stretcher. And But it's so hard to play receiver in this offense because Shanahan was a receiver, and it's like if you need to get Debo Samuel, was talking about this at the at, before the Super Bowl. You're supposed to be a yard outside the numbers. You better be a yard outside the numbers. Not a yeah, yard. he's
3: wearing dark visor because he wanted to curse out Kyle Shanahan all right. the time.
1: Right. like you said that on slow news day, but yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like, I imagine that there are talented players who don't get looks on the 49ers because that they, they line up wrong in practice sometimes. And I think that just kind of speaks I, to what you're talking about at the quarterback.
3: There's a reason that the running backs, it, the, the running bit that the lowest drafted running back always plays for him because the guys who are talented and have been talented, like Trey Sermon, Um, think they know what they're doing the people who want to keep a job or the seventh rounders and undrafted who are like oh i'll do literally whatever this guy says i would (laughs) like my job please and that's why that's the dirty truth of why the elijah mitchell's always win the battles is because they just do what kyle shannon says and then he plays like that's it then but i'm just saying there's a point it's not that he'll never win a super bowl or anything with this stuff my point is he's a perfectionist and when you expect perfection from everyone there's chaos Phil Jackson and the Bulls let Dennis Rodman go to freaking Las Vegas in like the middle of playoffs. And I was like, this guy's just got to get, you know, there's a flexibility that happens in coach. You know what I mean? There are certain soft skills. And I think that it, it, the example you have a Tony and Sky Moore is really good with Andy Reid, because Mahomes is Mahomes in large part because of where he went. He went to Andy Reid, who's old in an experienced way. And he was like, I've seen Brett Favre before. I'm going to let this guy be him. And like, I, I, like I'm going to let Mahomes be Mahomes. That includes messing up. That includes mistakes. Like that includes you, you. If you want the greatness, you have to let them learn on the fly. And the big, like this is what the Bears are doing with Justin Fields. And honestly, defensive coaches are like, "Well, if you just don't screw up and turn the ball over, my defense will win the game." But Justin, don't you mess up? He's a rookie. He's gonna mess up. You have to let him. Te- it's better for them to test the boundaries of what's possible and then rein it in than it is to never explore what they can do. And so I, but at the core of it is fear. The fear of what happens if this person messes up this play in my great scheme, the, but it's fear. And honestly, Andy Reid coaches with less fear than Kyle does. Like Andy, like there's less fear of what if this goes wrong? Cause you're totally right. Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony are not lining up wrong in the Super Bowl for Kyle. They're just not going to play. We've seen that. Yeah. And it's not that that's awful. Kyle Shannon knows, trillion times more of a football than me but you know it creates certain issues when it comes to talent and a quarterback I don't know it's like it seems like you need people who aren't afraid to mess up
2: well it it sort of falls in line with the game management conversation too because as good of a coach as Kyle Shanahan is and you alluded to him as as the next Bill Walsh and it feels like he should always have the right play for the right situation because it seems like he does so often but he's scared shitless at the end of second quarters when he has Jimmy Garoppolo and he's fearful that he's going to throw a pick, right? Like he's just not aggressive in a lot of those situations.
3: It's just, well, Jimmy was going to throw a pick. Yeah, yeah, but just in,
2: in general, but just Kyle Shanahan acting like a defensive coach in terms of his willingness or unwillingness to push the ball down the field at the end of halves is kind of confounding. Right. But, but one of the interesting things with Brock Purdy was like, he trusted Brock Purdy to make those throws. I don't know if you remember that Tampa Bay game where it was the end of the second quarter and Brock Purdy's just chucking it to the end zone. And I was like, whoa, this is this is new. This is different. Very different. And, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. And it worked. But anyway, I, I I'm curious, like, I can't tell based on this conversation if you're optimistic about the 49ers next year or not.
1: <laughs> so he the the, the impetus for...
2: was it Brock
3: Purdy and Lance in a competition? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Brock.
2: Well, uh, unless Ideally, he has, I, I mean, he still hasn't had surgery yet. He's not supposed to have surgery for another week.
3: For I would sure. say I, I would. It's so bizarre to. Say, I mean, I would I would say I'm optimistic. This thing, you guys can still win ten games. The team's incredible. Yeah, uh, it, the team is incredible. It would be really funny, honestly, if you guys went won the Super Bowl. Like it would be really funny. Um, <laughs> but you look also. The team, like the teams that win, honestly are the healthiest good teams. Like, like yeah. for all the the effort we put into this, the Rams and the Bengals were the two healthiest teams in the league. Yeah, the Eagles and the Chiefs. The Eagles had twenty two starters available. I know Lane Johnson's hurt, Jalen hurts both quarterbacks. Whatever they had, tw- Eagles had twenty two. They were on the field twenty two preferred starters. The Chiefs had twenty. Like that's insane,
2: and so. Yeah. The Niners had 21 going into the NFC championship game, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to do. Obviously the Niners had two years in a row of absolute awful luck with injuries. Um, for three, I can't keep track anymore. It's felt like 10, yeah. but um, I, I, you'll always, you'll always be in it with Kyle. I just, I don't know. It's, I feel like your quarterback situation, it's like you've been dating a bunch of like toxic people, and then you find someone who just doesn't treat you like shit and you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna get married. It's like it's don't settle. <laughs> for, like it's fine. This, is the, the, this well, is the base expectation. It's not like the the ceiling. All
1: right, Kyle Shannon picks up the phone, he calls you. He says, Danny, I heard what you said on Candlestick Chronicles, because <laughs> he listens, the whole front office does, obviously. And said, I heard what you said about me and quarterbacks. Great point. What should I do a quarterback? Therapy. Kyle I get
3: it's fine therapy's great therapy's no what should he do a quarterback now that's a fair question because I will say I do hate when people throw out like change your quarterback without being like well, okay but for what because it's always right. like what's your replacement that's me with the Giants and Daniel Jones it's like should the Giants pay him 35 million 40 million a year? probably not what else are they gonna do it's not great so if you're the Niners. um, I mean, maybe you could trade up a bunch of first round picks to the top three pick in the draft and just figure out who you're gonna take later. You could try doing that.
2: Hey, they've they've it's gone funny. to the NFC championship game twice since they've made that trade. So we
1: they get their first it's, round it's pick been, back next imagine year. Imagine if you had Michael Parsons, you know, two rigs. <laughs> here's the hey, here's the issue though. They definitely weren't taking Michael Parsons. No, I know, I know. It's, they, it's for sure total hindsight. It. I'm they, being
2: annoying. They, <laughs>
1: that's the thing. Is like when did Pat Sertan go?
2: Nine. Uh nine. Oh, okay.
1: Out of out of all their their first round picks since twenty since twenty seventeen they took Solomon Thomas and Ruben Foster in twenty seventeen. They took Mike McGlinchey in 2018. They took Nick Bosa that was a layup in 2019. Javon Kinlaw, they traded back from 12 to 12 to 13 or 13 to 14, whichever. They passed on Tristan Wirfs to take Javon Kinlaw, who can't get on the field. But really because um,
3: they've got rid of Buckner and they're like, oh we'll just have a rookie right. contract defensive tackle and give it a buckter and we're really smart. Right.
1: right. And then they took Brandon Ayuk, which okay, I think Ayuk's a good player, and I think he's gonna get a second contract. And now that he plays, then, he's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then and then Lance. And that's been their first round picks. Like the idea that, oh man, if they had just stayed at twelve and then picked 29th and twenty eighth, they would have nailed it. Like, I'm not I'm not ready to go there. Like Micah Parsons for sure. Like would, would I mean, they could with, have taken
2: Rashawn Slater.
1: A team with Jimmy Garoppolo and and um and Michael Parsons be better than than Brock Purdy and Samson Abacom, Like, yeah, definitely. But I have zero faith that that's who they would have picked, or that they would have gotten the still pick win right. You division
3: next year, so you're fine.
1: They're the NFC West stinks, bro. In reality,
3: the Rams and Cardinals are dead in the water. And you just, you're just playing against the Seahawks. Yeah. It's a pretty good spot to be.
2: Yeah. What do you think of the discussion? And I don't necessarily blame the 49ers players for saying this because microphones are shoved in their face and they're competitive guys. And given the way that game went, but what'd you make of what like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk said about the Eagles and, you know, going into the Super Bowl? Was it like sour grapes or do you think they were justified in in, uh, in feeling the way they felt about the Eagles?
3: It was salty criticism. I mean, it was salty. I was like, on one hand, what they were saying was fair. Um, I think it depends on the person. Like look, what makes you competitive enough to be an NFL athlete is you don't get over losses. Honestly, dude, I think the most underrated thing about these pro athletes is they don't really play to win. dude. They play to not lose. Like it's the hatred. It's the inability to like continue to live a normal life. If you've lost something like that's really what ties these people together um is like you know to normal people like us it's like psycho behavior it's like you know they lose ping pong (laughs) and say can't go to bed at night you know what i mean it's like (laughs) like so i'm not surprised that they're pissed uh you know the defenders in particular uh you know (laughs) i think of quinnon williams the jets defensive tackle he was like oh now nick Bosa knows what it's like what i had to deal with this season because they're like oh no quarterback it was zach wilson but oh, didn't see that. <laughs> oh yeah. Quinn is he deleted the tweet, but he was like, Oh, now during the game, he's like, Oh, now Nick Bosa knows what I had to do. But um <laughs> it's I, I also the Brandon IU stuff I thought was so funny because you know the Talladega Nights from Ricky Bobby is like talking to the owner and he's like adding Talladega Knights all... to my list. Oh no, dude, oh, the, the podcast I do my Apple Watch always goes off and they get the so <laughs> mad man. me. That was so embarrassing, it happens again. But Talladega, when Ricky Bobby is like, with all due respect, I can't believe you had experimental surgery to have your balls removed. And it's like Brandon and just being like, I, 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 I'm sitting on my couch. I can't say anything. Like they beat us. Like I can't say anything. However, I would put literally all of my money on the Eagles <laughs> to lose this game because they suck in their fronts. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say with all due respect. With all due respect, I can't. I can't comment on this game. I couldn't possibly. I lost. It is what it is. But you the can't Eagles just say whatever trash. you want. You can't, Ricky. You can't just. I, I said with all due respect, that does mean I can say whatever I want. So I thought they were very funny. They were right, though. They, no, were they? Because like, like I'm, Vivo's like, seeing Bradbury the got the call. For,
1: Patrick Mahomes had the ball for 30, for 23 minutes and scored 31 points.
3: Patrick Mahomes is really good. Like, yeah, they right. were right. And they were right enough. Let me flip it to you this way. If they don't. Get that holding call, and Jalen Hurts goes down and wins the game. What the fuck happens to the Niners? Are, like, they're just the, that's the saltiest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh,
1: for sure, for sure. Like, no doubt. It's, it, it also, it, it, it also, I love the assumption that when I said because the thing that I pointed out was Debo and Ayuk were both like, hey, we had them schemed up, we were going to score points. The Chiefs are going to put up points. Yeah, I love the notion that like, well, the Chiefs put up points. So Brock and the Niners obviously would have lit him up. That's I, I I
3: actually think you guys would have. I, I honestly do. I actually think you I guys think guys the Niners won that play. game. If Josh Johnson doesn't drop that shotgun and his hands. You yeah. could have won. I, I think the defense unraveled mentally. I actually had nothing to do with scheme. Like they mentally agree. just like lost agree. it because they yeah. were, you know, they realized that they were going to lose because they don't have quarterbacks who were healthy. So honestly, I think your the Niners' legacy will be they're going to add a third quarterback emergency to active game day rosters because of that game. So that'll yeah. be your nice contribution, um, you know, because you guys always have two or three quarterbacks getting hurt every season. So they got now they'll make it a roll.
2: So you're. It sounds like you're generally optimistic about the Niners and their chances. Um, oh, the yeah. NFC, it was it was a really weird year for the NFC because the Eagles obviously came out uh, to play in the Super Bowl, but it didn't really feel like there was a juggernaut really outside of the the Niners and Eagles. And even there were questions, I think there are fewer questions now about Jalen Hurts, obviously. There are still questions about the Niners quarterback situation. You're a Giants fan um, who sort of embodies just like that, the Giants embody just kind of the weirdness of the NFC. I think. Like, what do you what What are your expectations for the NFC next year in terms of how the hierarchy is going to play out? Because it still doesn't really look like there are like superpowers there in the same way that there are like Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Um, you know, maybe the Chargers, although they're they're always gonna be the Chargers. Like it feels like there are known powers in the AFC where there aren't really in the NFC. Where are you at on that?
3: You know, I think I could explain it in one sentence, which is you guys should steal this take. <laughs> if Brock Purdy's fully healthy, if see he a top Four quarterback in the NFC. Is it like the third best quarterback in the NFC? Because <laughs> Hur- like, Giants fans nope. got really obnoxious when Jalen Hurts was hurt, and we're like, "Damn, Jones, best quarterback in the NFC." Um, so <laughs> That's, that is a hilarious Curtis, take. I know. So it's, it's obviously <laughs> Jalen Hurts, but Rogers is going to get traded
1: mm-hmm.
3: outside the conference. Kyler Murray is not going to be healthy till like the mid. Like he's, I don't think he's coming back in September. So mm-hmm. like he's not even on this list as far as I'm concerned until he comes back. Rock so it's Jalen Hurts,
1: Dak, Daniel Jones, Dak, Kirk Cousins,
3: Rock Purdy, <laughs> Kirk. You mean young Kirk? Just- I, I don't know. I'm I'm kidding. But like Gino, it's like is Gino the fifth best quarterback in history? I think that kind of encompasses it where it's like for whatever reason just honestly, just randomness. The AFC teams hit all the quarterbacks. Like you look at the AFC West, Russ yeah. sucks now, but whatever. But like Mahomes and Herbert. Then you got Trevor Lawrence. You've got, you know, uh, the AFC North alone is Lamar, Deshaun, and uh, Kenny Pickett, and then Joe Burrow, All of, who's the oldest of which is 27, and then AFCs. you got Josh Allen, Tua, and then you're probably going to add to that list, uh, you know, the teams that are going to get quarterbacks, Texans, yeah, Colts. Jim, Jimmy G is probably going to the AFC. Yeah, and then it's Panthers or Colts. So it's like Raiders. It's like if the Panthers don't get one of these, all three of the young quarterbacks in this draft, maybe four might go to the AFC too. It's really weird how this is sh- shook out. So I think that's the general difference is like all the talents on the AFC and all, because all these guys, Daniel Jones, wasn't that good for a long time. And then now they're like, oh, he's good. Geno is that way. Dak is a fourth rounder as a, you know, Kirk's a late rounder that kind of became good. Goff is a guy, like all the reclamation projects are in the NFC and all mm-hmm. the guys that were actually good and we're supposed to be good and are good or in the AFC. So it's like a very strange imbalance and it's kind of a reversal of that NFL history. Honestly, I don't the think interesting, question, the, it's interesting,
1: weird. the interesting thing to me is like, when we try to rank quarterbacks, we try to do it like in, in a, in a vacuum, like just all things equal coaching staff and roster. Like where does this guy rank? But I feel like in the NFC, if you want to say, because they were just in the Super Bowl, if you want to say that the Eagles are the best team, cool. But then the second best team or the second best quarterback would just be whoever the 49ers have?
0: <laughs> like yeah. does that makes
1: like does that Absolutely. Because I don't think you can because obviously in the real world you can't remove the coaching staff and players. So like I think if you go are you taking Brock or Dak? It's like well I'll take the Niners roster for sure. And cuz Dak to me is like clearly like better like more more physically gifted, more talented, like has done more in the NFL. I mean, he's he's imploded
3: in the playoffs. That's his, yes, like mental yeah. mistakes, right. and I think that it now matters. I, but yeah, it's like the Niners. Maybe this is the best way to say it. playing for this Channing offense, this scheme with these players is the Iron Man suit. Like Tony Stark, <laughs> without the down, suit, you'd probably kick his ass. <laughs> Not right. very. You know what I mean? It's the suit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right with the suit, it's like Jalen Hurts and. And the Niners, it's pretty easily the top two.
1: We so talk- Kyle Shanahan is Jarvis.
3: Uh, <laughs> I gotta think about this, has analogy. all the solutions. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's really good. Yeah, Shanahan's Jarvis. Great, now, honestly, it'd be way better if he could just stop talking in the air and just become like a full, you know what I mean, just become like an actual physical form. That'd be way better. You know what happened with like Ultron? Order. Yeah, no, oh boy. <laughs> He should, Shannon should just be the physical form Jarvis.
2: Do we talk too much about quarterback? Do do we talk too much about quarterbacks and not enough about offenses? Just like who's the best quarterback where we should be having a conversation? Like, well, who's, what's the best offense?
3: I've come all the way around on this. When I first got into NFL, like NFL analysis, I was like, you know what? People are like, you know, it's all about quarterback play and like, but like when it matters, but overall the, all, all these quarterback stats are, Offensive stat. Passing yards is an offensive stat. It's not a I've come all the way back around. People like to talk about people, man. It's 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 kind of abstract. <laughs> I'm just saying, like sometimes it's it's hard. I don't know. It's the way there's a reason people talk about people. And and generally speaking, I don't know, quarterback, it's it's like, are you tall enough to ride the ride? It's like if you don't have one, you can't get you, you need it. Right. So not everyone has a Kyle Shannon. It's for the most part you do need a quarterback. I mean, yes, obviously, ugh, I could go on a whole rant here, but <laughs> I would say that individual success is overrated, if not like a myth altogether. Like we always are like, it's the the most amazing team sport. And then we obsess with the individual. It's like quarterbacks drafted, where they go is essential. It's like, I don't think Josh Allen would be very good. If he went to the Cleveland Browns and a Hugh Jackson kind of think he would suck. (laughs) I don't, you know what I mean? Like he went to the Buffalo bills, but already made the playoffs and he had the same office coordinator for four years.
2: It's, it's not a coincidence
3: Four in four years.
2: It's not a coincidence that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick existed together and Joe Montana and Bill Walsh existed together. together. Yeah,
3: so, you know, what, you know why Tom Brady became Tom Brady because Bill Belichick, the greatest defensive coach in modern football history, taught Tom Brady how defenses work. And then Tom Brady was like a guy receptive enough. So I, that's my larger point. And like, again, landing spot. Like, guess what? Brock Purdy. The reason I, I, I don't mean insult and sure people listening hate me, but. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely. I'm going to get Brock some mean tweets about this. But I, this is my point. I don't think this is like arguable. If he went to like thirty other teams, we would not be talking about this person. Sure.
1: I I I don't know how many. I I personally don't think I know a lot of Niner fans that would argue with that. Cool. We're on the same page. Okay, so here's here's my question. So so Purdy and so we're gonna start in Week 13 against against Miami when Jimmy got hurt and he came in. Early. Yeah. Uh, over the final six games, not including the playoffs, he goes uh, 68% completion rate, 13 touchdowns, three picks, and a 112 rating. Do you think there's regression coming this year where it's going to be like, oh, there? because I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. It was like, okay, the Dolphins game was fun, but wait till the Todd Bowles defense has a week to Well, the picks
3: dropped because the Seahawks dropped all the picks they should have caught in the wildcard round.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, and during the regular season, there were a couple, too. But you think that's where the regression comes in, like the turnover rate goes up? Yeah, I don't necessarily
3: I mean, I think that he can keep doing it. Yeah, I, I think that the picks but also he's gonna get better over the offseason, right? So like again, I he's he ran the offense well. I'm not taking that away. It's just the Iron Man suit can really blow shit up. Like it's a great suit. So like yeah, he learns to fly. You guys could totally win twelve games and like be a Super Bowl contender. Like, that's absolutely possible. It's just you know, I'm you don't want Brock not to not getting any credit coming. for it. Yeah, kind of. That's exactly. It. Yeah, honestly, that's I, that. I'm like half kidding, but like, yeah, he should get less credit than any quarterback I've ever seen in a, in a football team. That's all he's doing. You know, generally speaking, quarterbacks are the most important player in a team. This team's the exception of the rule. That's all.
1: Except when Josh Johnson comes in.
3: He was literally on a different team to like five weeks before that. Yeah, that's true. Is it that many weeks? December fifth? When was the game?
1: Oh yeah, I guess so. January not great at math. or whatever. Me neither. Oh, seven weeks, That's yeah, it's his fault. Yeah. Damn. Okay, it's so, seven full weeks. Yeah, but be- before we wrap,
2: I wrote down Charles Manson, Zoolander, F1, <laughs> my cousin Vinny, Phil Jackson, Talladega Knights, and Iron Man. Are there any others you you any other analogies or references you want to rip off before we get out of here?
3: Oh my god! Uh, I can see why. I can
2: see why you're such an esteemed employee of the Ringer. Like this is Uh, this is perfect.
3: (laughs) We need one for Shanahan and Chris Sims having matching tattoos. Looks like a movie. (laughs) What are movie characters that have that?
2: Oh man. Oh, I don't even know. Chris Sims. What about that? Horrendous quarterback takes that haven't aged well for Chris Sims.
1: Is it is it Wanda and uh, I forget her brother's name. Oh yeah, that's really good. Her twin brother, because he just dies and goes away. Spoiler alert, and just kind of disappears. That was Chris Sims with the appendix. He just right. like
3: boom, yeah. That's blue, pretty good. Silver, silver, blue, so something. I honestly, he doesn't. Some characters aren't good. You know, don't know another name. I don't know. It's, it's Wanda's <laughs> brother. Yeah, no one does. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty good. That's Wanda's Yeah, Chris Sims is Wanda. His brother. That's pretty good. Right
1: on. Um, have there you seen are, the are menu not... yet no is that shanahan no i just that has nothing to do with football it's just a really fun movie highly recommend show right no it's a movie it's under taylor joy and nicholas holt and uh oh it's a movie is it about it's about a kitchen yes like a, but it's like, like a the... suspense thriller and the chef is
3: like a cult leader
1: yes he's brock so
3: Brock Purdy. Okay. There we go. I'll check it out. then. <laughs> there we go. All in on that.
2: Can't All right, wait. Danny, this was, this was super fun, man. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us. This was a, uh, no this was, this is a really fun conversation.
3: Yeah. Thank you for having me uh, for the first and last time. And. Um... <laughs>
2: Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're definitely we'll, doing we'll do this it. again. We are definitely doing this again. I don't care we're if doing, are doing. We're doing a about, mid-season check-in. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have you on again for sure. You know,
3: they had a congressman try to fly to Jim Jones, the colony he had, and they killed him. And I'm a little worried that, while well, I'm trying to do a good thing here. I'm a little worried I'm going to get murdered for this.
1: No, you're yeah, I'd okay. Skip, I'd skip Santa Clara on your training camp. Yeah, me. honestly, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I I think
2: generally, I think Niners fans have been pretty reasonable. I think they're just kind of fed up with the idea that like they don't have any stability. Like Niners fans, are my- lashing
3: out. But my entire point is that the team is in, is a Death Star, and anyone can push the button to blow up the planet. Like it's not hard. <laughs> yeah. That's all.
2: Yeah, all but right. Brock, Brock Purdy pushing star, star Wars. Anyone?
3: <laughs> Jimmy just got Jimmy's just got promoted because he's hot and tall. And like, you know
1: what? That happens. That's life. He wasn't good. I workshopped a take for a while, but Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't tall enough. And that the reason he threw so many picks over the middle is because he couldn't see over the line. He's a solid six, yeah. A six 2 Yeah. the take didn't hold up. I tried two. it. What are you going to do? Uh, Danny, thanks, man.
2: Thank you, guys. We'll do this again.